0: to Go to Ezekiel 36. So that's where we're going to uh, be today. We'll be there for the whole day, uh, maybe, unless something else changes. You know, we love a, a definite maybe from the Lord. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of excited about what God has been doing. And uh, I really want to talk about these divine interruptions that He's doing that's happening in our lives. And it's funny because. Um, When I read this scripture, I was reading through Ezekiel, and when I was reading this scripture, there was like a, um, I don't know if it was a clunk on the head or what, but it was like this aha moment as I was reading this. And we're actually going to start in verse 16, so you guys can go ahead and turn there. But it was just like this, wow, God, uh, what are you doing? So in Ezekiel 36, you know the the kingdom is still divided between Judah and Israel. Uh, Judah has been taken cab- captive by uh, Babylon, and Jerusalem is destroyed. The gates are torn down. the the It's the city is burned. You know Nebuchadnezzar's the ruler. It is a bad time for Judah. And you know what I was reading when I was doing the research. Uh, Actually, only about 25% of Judah was taken captive. The rest of them were left in Judah, and, and he put a king over them, but um, Nebuchadnezzar did. But only about 25%. They took the rich, they took the priests, they took the kings, they took the royal courts, they took everybody of influence to Babylon. And then left everyone that they felt couldn't make an impact to stay in Judah. So it's interesting when we think about that. And Ezekiel is taken captive. So um, it is just a tough time. And and uh, Judah, the ones that are taken away, are immersed. They're surrounded by this pagan culture. They are surrounded by it. And I'm just going to read this one little scripture out of uh, Revelations. I didn't give this to Noah but to put up. But... It just describing, just think about what's around them. Now listen to this. It says, uh, this is out of uh, Revelation 18. It says, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons. A haunt of every unclean spirit. A haunt for every unclean bird. A haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality and the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her. The merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. That's uh, Revelations 18 too. But you know, when you think about it, they go from a, a holy place where God is the only God and they're immersed into a pagan place where God is not the only God. In fact, he's just considered, you know, one of many gods, and he's not even acknowledged as a top God. You know, he's just considered one of many. So let's start in verse 16 out of Ezekiel 36. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own ways and deeds. To me, their their own ways was like the uncleanliness of a woman in her customary impurity. Therefore, I poured out my fury on them for the blood they had shed on the land and for their idols, which they had defiled it. So I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed throughout the countries. I judged them according to their ways and their deeds. When they came to the nations where they were, they profaned my holy name. When they said to them, these are the people of the Lord, yet they have gone out of his land. But, I love the buts in the word, but I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations, wherever they went. Verse 22, it says, therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says, Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst, and the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I hallow in you before their eyes. Now I'm going to stop there for a minute. So God is about to do... A sovereign shift here. He's about to have a divine interruption here because here is the people of God doing whatever they want to do. They have profaned his name. They have gone to, they've been dispersed to other nations because of their sin. And even in other nations, they have profaned the name of the Lord. And God said, stop it. He said, stop it. This is going to stop now. Because I cannot count on you to bring holiness back into the land. So I will make my name holy. I will show the nations who a holy God is. Who the only holy God is. So they can do whatever they want. But I'm about to have a sovereign move. So everyone will know that I am God and I am holy. Yeah. I am God, and I am holy. Yeah. And you know, we think that we're doing all this stuff to provoke God to move on our behalf, and we are. We have prayed, and we have repented, and we have declared, and we have done all the things His Word says. But God's like, that is not the only thing that that's happening right now because I am sovereign, and my name is holy. Holy. And I'm going to rise up where all the nations can see how holy I am. And when I was reading this Ezekiel, I just got undone. Because I am thinking, you know, God, you have given us the power, right? He says he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit, his spirit that dwells within us. He's given us the power to change and shift and, and undo what's happening but there's also a sovereignty of him that is moving in concert with us and independent of us to make sure that in this time and in this season what he has determined to happen will happen that's right what he has timelined for us will be timelined So it's interesting when we think about this, because sometimes in this, um, even Pastor Karen was talking about this morning, how she felt this heavy oppression coming in. And I felt like even through worship, we war through that. Yeah. And there were times where you could feel that pushback. But you know what? God is God. And when we worship, there's breakthrough in that worship. And I felt the shift happen in worship when we kept on singing, great are you God, great are you God, great are you God. And then I felt like we had our whole uh, body, minds, and soul renewed as we had the breath in our lungs and the bones that were declaring. And next thing I know, you know, it's like heaven erupted. You know, God is erupting here, but anyhow but I and then we have this time of silence for just the 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 breath of God to not have to compete with anything else just be and I don't know about you guys but I don't I don't get a whole lot of just silence without my mind trying to (laughs) <laughs> fill, fill the space, but it was just so beautiful to have that silence. So so God is doing this sovereign thing across the world, not only in our nation, but across the world um, that I feel like we just need to grab a hold of and realize that, yes, all the stuff that we're doing is important, but there is a doing of God that's happening right now, a doing of God. And, it, and it's not For our sake, it is for his sake because he is holy and because he is sovereign and because he has a plan and he knows the beginning to the end and he knows this middle. He knows this middle that we happen to be into. Um, He is rising up, bringing that spotlight back onto him. And it's interesting, verse 23 out of the uh, complete Jewish Bible. I want to read this to you because I want us to just grab a hold of the last phrase. It says, I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, among whom you have caused it to be profaned. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, declared the Lord God. Now listen to this part. Now this is out of the Jewish Bible. It says, when I manifest my holiness before their eyes, the nation's eyes, through you that is enough to make you quake in your boots, right? You know, in the New King James, it phrases it just a little bit different, but it has the same intent on it. But just think about this. God is manifesting his holiness to display through all the nations through you. Shall we just fall on our face now and say, God? (laughs) That is, I mean, it just carries such a weight to it. Let's go on because he's going to do something else here. That's a lot of fun too. Uh, verse 24. It says for I will take you from among the nations gather you out of all the countries bring you in your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put in you put in a new spirit within you. I will take your heart of stone out. He's going to take out the heart of stone of your flesh and give you a, I'm sorry. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. And then you will keep my judgments and do them. So, That word statues, I did some research on that. I was reading some other different things, and it says behind the word statues is a Hebrew word that speaks of an appointed time and measure. So he is taking everything out of us that isn't holy to him, that doesn't display him inside of us. He's taking the hardness out He's refreshing us, refilling us with his spirit so that we can fulfill the appointed time that has been designated right now, both in the time of Ezekiel and the time of us. And there was this one little phrase that I read out of Jonathan Kahn's book. It says, the spirit gives you the power to fulfill God's plan, to move his perfect will, And to walk in the exact footsteps down to the exact measurements and specifications of his appointed purposes for your life. Amen. Amen. So we have what we need. So God's sovereign time of just this pouring out and cleansing and filling and freshening. uh, Verse 28. It says, then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all uncleanliness. And listen to this. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no fam- uh, uh, famine in your land. I will multiply the fruit of your trees and increase your fields, so that you will never, uh, <laughs> you, you need never again to bear the reproach of famine among the nations, then you will remember your evil way, so here he is, he's poured out his abundance first, he's shown us how holy he is first, and and he's given us an outpouring, and then what happens, we see the goodness of God, and what does the goodness of God lead us to? Repentance, so he does all this, Israel, nobody repented, he moved sovereignly amongst them. He does all this. He brings them fi- grain. He, he brings them multiplication. And then verse 31 says, Then you will remember your ir- evil ways and your deeds that were not good. You will loathe yourself in your own sight for your iniquities and your uh, abominations. Not for your sake do I do this. Says the Lord God, "Let it be known to you, be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel." He, when he does that for us, whether we're in the right frame of mind or not, we see the goodness of the Lord, and our hearts are are broke open. And and Israel goes into this time of repentance. They didn't repent first, and then God. It was God, and then they repented. They saw the holiness of the God that they knew. They saw the beauty of who he was. They saw the beauty of his provision and bringing them out of oppression, bringing them out of captivity. And when they saw the covenant of love, which he had given to them long before this time, It broke them open. It reminded them, who do I serve? Who do I love? Who is the God of everything? Who is the creator God? It reminded them. It sparked their heart again after their first love. It turned them back. But it was a sovereign move of God that did it. He said, I am doing this in spite of you. Because everyone needs to see how holy I am. How holy I am. And they're going to see that through who? Through my people. I display my holiness through my people who are holy. They are called by my name. That's what his word says. Be holy because I am holy. So there was this sovereign shift of God that changed everything. It totally changed everything. It changed the hearts of the people. It changed the perspective of the people. No longer were they looking at the paganism around them. They were looking at the holiness of the God who loves them. Their eyes got recalibrated on what was important. The holy, holy God. Now that makes you excited. I mean, that makes me excited to know that that God loves us so much that he's going to shift things for us so we can come out of our sinfulness out of the oppression out of the 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 uh the captives that are trying to pull us away because he's called us holy and he's called us his and he calls us the love of his heart and not only does he do that he provides everything we need and this is physical provision Not just emotional, but this is physical provision he's giving them. So he cleanses them. He takes care of things. uh, They turn back to him. They repent. Oh, God, you are so good to us, right? And then verse 36 says, then the nations which are left all around you shall know that I, the Lord, has rebuilt the ruined places. And planted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. And the word of the Lord, what? Always goes forward. It never falls void into the ground. So he has spoken it. He will do it. He will do it for them. He did it for them, and he will do it for us. And that's what we have to remember. In the midst of whatever's going on, the wickedness around us, the wickedness of our own heart, God will pursue and he will chase and he will hunt down and he will grab a hold of his people because his name always has to be exalted. His name always has to be displayed above all nations. His people always have to be called holy because that's what his word says. That's his designation for us, that we are holy people. We are chosen people. We are his people. You know, we belong to him. We're the ones who are called to change the nations because of who we are that displays who he is. Amen. Amen. That is good. I mean, that is a good word from the Lord. If you go back and read over this and meditate and let him open it up to you, you'll see. I mean, I'm sure that you'll see so much more than I've been able to see in this week. I just keep reading it over and over and I'm like, God, how could you be so merciful to us? how could you be so generous to us how could you go ahead and move on our behalf when we're stuck in the mud you know when we're stuck in our own way how can you do that for us and it's because that covenant of love that he made with with us that cannot be broken it cannot be broken he is so good to us. Okay, I want to read a little bit more of this and then we'll be done. Verse 37, it says, Thus of the Lord uh, God, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like a flock offered as holy sacrifices, like the flock of Jerusalem on its feast day so shall be the ruined cities Uh, so shall the ruined cities be filled with flocks of men then they shall know that i am i am i am the lord that's right i am the lord and uh when we see what's going on around us we see a multiplication of people coming to the lord we see when we were saying that song you know revivals in the air It is more than in the air. It is consuming not only our nations, but nations all over. It is consuming. The people of God are being multiplied like never before they are coming in, uh, you know, hand over foot. They just can't get, they just can't get to the Lord fast enough because they've seen the glory and the wonder of who he is. He's been displayed in a way he's never been displayed. And I think we are only beginning to see this sovereign move of God that is going to, I mean, we've already started this divine shift, this, this, uh, interrupted season where we think we're just going along, but God is moving in ways that, that we can't even explain. We we can't explain what's going on. We can't explain uh, our friends in India having, you know, 100,000 people come and, and get saved. We can't explain what's happening with you know, these revival meetings in, in Washington and in Nashville and Tampa, we can't explain what God is doing, but because he has called the heart of his people yeah. to life. Yeah. And we even sang that in that song, the dry bones in uh, chapter 37, but we can't even grasp the fullness of God's movement. But we are in experience. We are in the process of experiencing it. And it is transforming not only us, just like Ezekiel 36 said, you know, the Lord went ahead and blessed us. He went ahead and provided. He went ahead and moved and, and got the enemies out of the way. And when the people saw the goodness of the Lord, they repented, they returned back to him. That's what's happening right now. There is such a great return to the Lord. Yeah. And there's such a great multiplication of God's people. Yeah. And, and the holiness that is hitting this land. And don't tell me you don't see it. Because God will show you. Just say, God, show me the holiness that's hitting this yeah. land. Because it is happening. Yeah. It is happening. And and the enemy is, it wants us to see the darkness But God's like, my holiness, my brilliance, my radiance rises way above any darkness that can try to overshadow that. So God is good to us, right? Amen? Amen. Okay, that's it. That's all I have today. But I just want to pray over us because I want us to be the people of holiness, Uh, If you guys will stand, I'd appreciate it because I want us to just release this holiness, release this impartation of just wonder for the Lord. God, we just thank you that, that your word, what does your word say? You said, I have said it and I will do it. So Lord, you have said it and we know that you will do it, that there's been faith that has exploded in our heart to see you and your sovereign move to display your holiness across the nations. And that display of holiness has resurrected holiness in us. It has caused us to turn from even the minuteness of our sin and have it be replaced with the brilliance and the radiance of your holiness. Your word says that you will display your holiness through us so that all nations will see the people of God are holy people and they serve a holy God. So God, we just thank you that you call us holy. And we just receive a washing of holiness over us, a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit. a radiance and a brilliance of who you are in every facet of not only our internal body, but our life. That where we work, there will be a radiance of holiness that displays off of us. It will be like looking at a kaleidoscope when they look at us, that there will be so many facets of the beauty of who you are that they are blinded by your holiness and that they receive the beauty of your abundance and they turn from their sin and get the fullness of you, God. In our homes, in our regions, in our family, God, we are the displayers of who you are, God. So thank you for this fresh and new word that radiates to us. That this sovereign interruption has happened, this divine uh, breaking apart has happened. And there is a defining line between what it was and what it is now. Because you are holy God. Holy, holy, holy God. We love you, our holy Jesus. We thank you. Pure, beautiful, loving God. Oh, Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just keep seeing these radiant swords of light going through us. Whew. Thank you, God. we just receive what you have for us today. The beauty and wonder of who you are, Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stuart.com. We'll see you next time.